1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan, 1069thefan.com, Coach Efren Bonda joins us here. Uh, Coach, hi. How are you? Doing excellent. Doing great. Just uh, pound away midway through spring ball. Installs are mounting up, and uh, we're heading into our first spring scrimmage here uh, around the corner. So doing well. Hey, Coach, I know you're not one to hang on to the past, but your magical season last year was incredible, led by your defense really in the final three weeks, especially the Mountain West Conference Championship and the bowl game as well. Uh, I know that, again, you're moving on, but you guys had your ring ceremony a couple weeks ago, uh, had a chance to celebrate that season. What did that mean to you? Uh, you know, it was, it, it was uh, an opportunity, one, to just get everyone back in the same room. You know, unfortunately, after those big bowl games, uh, you know, there's a lot of celebration. If you win, there's a lot of celebration at the end. Guys are getting pulled in different directions. Um, and really, guys... At that point, it, it's kind of weird, to be honest with you. People just jump on planes and, and head home. So you don't get to see everybody like you normally would. It's a very um, aki, to, to say the least, uh, situation. So it was great to get everyone in the room together one last time. Uh, and obviously to get those rings, which is at the end of the day is the ultimate goal in, in terms of winning a conference championship. It, it was really, really cool uh, to celebrate that accomplishment, celebrate Everything that went into that um, last year was just a special opportunity. Uh, the rings came out phenomenal. Uh, guys were super, super excited. And it's something that, um, you know, you get to kind of put a bow, you know, on it, you know, and it'll go up in the rafters and, and in the um, trophy rooms and walls, you know, forever. And that was, you know, people will be really proud of what that, you know, what that looks like up on the walls. So it was a great opportunity, great, great night. It's. I understand and recognize it's early in spring practices, and you still don't have your full complement of guys. You won't see that until the summer. But one of the things that we've been hearing back from some of these the, the players is that there's a feeling that things are ahead of schedule. That there's a feeling now that things are moving faster now compared to where they were a year ago just because there's familiarity. People know you, the coaches, and what's going on. Would you echo that sentiment? Do you feel the same, that things are moving along better right now than they were a year ago yeah definitely that you know we are able to move faster with the install guys are understanding the standard you know we're spending less time on um you know just the basics and and guys are able to uh kind of move on in, in the book if that makes sense so uh, definitely there there's there's a i will say this there's a group of guys that are still you know essentially in year one, if that makes sense, in terms of learning and and getting used to that. And that's a lot of the transfers and, and, and freshmen that have been here, and even guys that just didn't get to play a lot. But there's a group for sure, First, I would say especially the first group, the guys, the ones that, that makes the ones that are running out there right now, you know, they, they definitely are ahead uh, of schedule. They, they are, you know, doing a great job of not making the same mistakes they made at this point last year. And are able to you know move on. I will say as a, as a coordinator, I've been able to take the next step in in this defense and laying the um, you know the the next layers of this deal um, in, in year two. Which anytime you get a year two or year three, you get to really open the playbook up and, and add to it. And the last year was just really the first few chapters, but now we're able to really 
start adding chapters to it and make it a little more diverse and, and bring more multiplicity, different looks, and make it even harder for offenses, hopefully, this fall. You lose Nick Henniger, Justin Rice, two very veteran, great leadership kind of guys, made big plays for you. Who do you expect? I know you can't replace that, but who do you expect <clears throat> to try to come in and try to fill those holes as best as they can? You know, we've talked about that as a staff and, and head coach as well. It, it may not be individually in terms of, of filling those holes. It's going to be collectively uh, with a group of guys. I, I think that we can still get the same production, but as a group, maybe not just one person like Nick Henninger or Justin Rice. I think it'll be a culmination of guys uh, this year, which will be a little different. Um, but definitely looking to... Uh, when I look at the DN position or losing Nick in, in terms of his production, I think, you know, for for us in that room, it will come, you know, as a culmination of all those guys, obviously led by Byron Vaughns, um, guys who played a lot of ball for us, Pat Joyner last year. But now we need guys like, you know, Addison Addy to step up and, and young guys like Anoka and Paul Fitzgerald. But the guy that's really kind of starting to, to shine is, is obviously our, our addition and Daniel, you know, our transfer from um, Nevada, he, he's really done a really good job to the first few practices of showing what we hope he could do and being a really twitched up great pass rusher. But what's been pleasing with him is just his physicality at the point of attack has reminded me of what Nick was able to do for us. So definitely going to be a culmination, but I'm starting to see guys separate themselves and you know in, in the early stages of spring so i'm excited but i'm not done we're not done in terms of adding to that room we'll continue to find you know other guys in the portal um to see if we can add to the room at the end of the day and really at linebacker again same kind of situation i'd like to see you know the development of uh, siona moa um kina and then obviously bringing our transfer <clears throat> and aj from washington so um, I've been pleased early in, in the process of seeing that, you know, or AJ, sorry, I said, uh, MJ, or just from Washington. I've got AJ and MJ playing linebacker. <laughs> I screw that up. You guys have screwed up too. But, uh, it, but seeing, uh, seeing MJ come along and seeing the development of AJ Vong Pachong has been, has been pleasing. Coach, you hit on a lot of guys I was going to ask you about, so I'm going to move to the safety position. Um, well, generally, just you, you lost five of your top tacklers from a year ago, and as you've addressed, some of these other guys need to step up and fill those roles. But at the safety position, some guys that you see there, that's a, that's a position group that you have some special attention on. How is that developing so far? You know what? We, we're, we, are, we, we have a lot of guys out in the, in, the, uh, in the safety room, you know, with Dom Tatum still recovering, uh, Monte McGarry, you know, going through the shoulder deal. So he's been out. Both those guys are not practicing in the spring. But it's actually, I was, obviously, I want those guys to get healthy and get back. But I was a little bit, I was actually excited because it was going to create opportunities for some other guys to come in and show what they could do through these 15 practices. So, you know, obviously Hunter Reynolds is, is still back there doing a phenomenal job at Rover, uh, taking the next step, again, moving farther along in the book, uh, in the playbook than most. Uh, so really been pleased with him. You know, uh, the addition of Gervin Hall from the University of Miami has been uh, exactly what I expected on the field. So he, he's done what, what I thought he would do at this level in this situation at field safety. 
um, you know, he's got to continue to do what he needs to do academically to, to give himself the best opportunity uh, for, for our team and for himself, you know, coming this fall. And then really the, the, uh, the twos and threes of what I've just really been enjoying watching in, in, the, um, in the competition in that room. You know, Ike Larson uh, early through, through spring practice has shined, but also has looked like a freshman. Uh, you know, so there's the inconsistency, but definitely the flashes uh, of his ability have shown. Still a long way to go. No one needs to anoint him anything yet, but definitely has shown some positivity there, and, and I'm excited to see where he grows and matures, especially learning from Monte and Gervin uh, over the over the course of the year. So I've been pleased with him. You know, Luke's battling, you know, there coming off the foot injury. Uh, he actually told me yesterday he's last year was kind of the year mark when he actually broke it, so he's still battling himself back but in getting um, – acclimated, you know, at the safety position. Uh, so been pleased with that. And then, you know, just seeing guys like Keith Harris and, and Dustin Burdett uh, just to keep developing. So it's been, we're, we're a little shorthanded, but it's been good because you get to see guys compete and see what they can do. So I'm excited. You know, we get Don, to, uh, we get Dom and, and Monte back healthy. It's going to be a, a really talented uh, full room of a complement of guys. Coach, uh, you going back to the, def- the uh, defensive front, I know mm-hmm. Coach Anderson, after a few games this season, notably Boise State, BYU, to some degree Wyoming, said we, we've got to get bigger, more physical up front. And some things you did with scheme, you were able to you know, get around some of those things where maybe the guys on the other side were a little bit bigger that you were going up against. But do you feel like that, that issue has been addressed through recruiting and, and through transfers, or is that something that still needs to be developed with some holes you're still trying to fill uh, as we before we get ready for the fall? Yeah, no, we're, we're still trying to hold, fill holes. Now, I will say the guys we brought in, when you watch us right now, um, and it's not just the front. You can't just see it as the front. you got to see it as the whole group. Um, and I will say, stepping out there in spring ball, we definitely look different. Um, you know, with the addition of Gervin Hall, uh, adding, you know, A.J. Carter to corner, Sean getting more reps at corner, um, you know, the <clears throat> up front, you know, guys like Phil, which, you know, will come along, um, and, and even at linebacker, moving moving M.J. to Will and adding, I'm sorry, moving A.J. to Will and M.J. in uh, at, at Mike. Uh, we're going to get, we already look bigger for sure. Uh, we are what we are up front. You know, it, it is obviously – um, we're, we're going to be smaller and twitchier and move a lot more than most. But I would say defensively, and uh, the guy I'm really missing too, <clears throat> excuse me, the guy I'm really missing is Switz. I mean, when you add Switz and his size to the box, to the front, uh, it really changes you. So been very, very pleased with Switz, our transfer from Arkansas State, uh, his urgency, how he's uh, attacking practice every day. And when you look at him, and he's a specimen, man, he is – he is big and strong, but he can flip his hips and play uh, in space. So I think we have started to address it. I don't think we're done addressing it. Um, we'll do that after spring, you know, with, with the addition of a few more guys to the front and possibly even the back end in terms of getting more length and size. Defensive coordinator for Utah State Aggie football, Efren Bonnet, joining us here on the Full Court Press. Coach, uh, will Tay and Dominic Tatum both be healthy enough to get ready for fall camping for the season? 
yes, we anticipate them at some point being ready to go for camp. Um, you know, obviously you got to be smart with those guys and the injuries that they have. We won't rush them. Um, but I anticipate them being able to participate in something at some point in camp. Um, luckily, Monte's played a lot of football. They are sitting in meetings, and I'm drilling them as if they are on the field probably harder, you know, that they're just sitting there. And I ask those guys more questions than the actual guys on the field. And then Dom's still young, but got an opportunity to play last year, which would be good. You know, both those guys going into year two, uh, you know, I think the mental reps have been good for them. So I anticipate those guys at some point factoring in. Uh, but, again, we'll, we'll be smart and calculated, you know, how and when we bring those guys back. Coach, with the loss of some guys but the addition of some transfers, some really good transfers for your defense, do you change anything schematic-wise or does everything stay as it was last year and you wrinkle in a couple new things? I think I think um, the addition of the guys that we do have, you are able to do a few different things. Um, and, and really, not only just the addition of the guys we have, but also the guys that have already been here you know, are farther along in the scheme so you can add more to it. You know, at Miami, when we got into year two, year three, year four, we were able to add a lot more things to what we do and be more diverse and, and, uh, and more, there was more multiplicity in what we were able to do because guys were just farther along. They were in year two and three of hearing the basics and they were able to handle more. But in, in recruiting, you were able to bring the type of guys you wanted to in and change uh, what you looked like now. At the core, we're still going to be who we're going to be. We're a four down front who gets vertical, who, who, who brings pressure, who makes it very, very hard on, on the offensive line and quarterbacks. We're still going to challenge. None of that's going to change. Just how we do that is, is what you're able to do as you move on in recruiting and in the development of the scheme. You've already alluded to this. We've mentioned to Johnny Carter a few different times, and we, there's a lot being made about him moving positions a little bit. But as you're getting into practices and starting to evaluate how guys look and how well they're adapting, do you foresee any other position changes possibly? You're leaving that open that uh, based on injury or just availability or who's moving along that you might switch other guys just to fill holes or just to maximize their talent? Absolutely. No, I mean, absolutely. Um, bottom line is, A.J., you know, last year, his first real year of playing a lot of ball, uh, showed up in some good op- in good situations. So when I see that, and, and just using A.J. as an example, when I see a guy who is trying to do things right and take the next step, I'm going to find an opportunity for him to play more. And that goes for everybody. The goal this entire year will be find the best 11 and put them on the field together. And it's my job, our job as a staff, to figure out with the best 11, what can we do? And if that means we got to do A instead of B or B instead of A because these are the best 11, we will do that. Uh, so I will move guys around. We're not done with that right now. We're just kind of letting them get, uh, getting comfortable with where they're currently playing, and then we'll figure out who the best are and adjust accordingly and move accordingly. Coach, I hope you don't mind me asking, but uh, how's your boy uh, Darian doing so far? Uh, you know, he's uh, he's doing good. He's uh, still at Sam Houston, pounding away. He's really in his last semester um, uh, of his senior year. He's going to push to try to graduate early and and I guess really try to attack this profession. So, do you tell him not to do it? Do you tell him to try I, to stay away? <laughs> <laughs> he's too smart to be coaching football, but uh, he wanted to stay in the family business. I'm proud of him. You know, he, he started at an FCS level, and he's got an opportunity 
to do a lot of different things in a young, you know, young in his career, obviously winning a national championship. He's surrounded by really great coaches um, and, and really great people out there. A really unique environment, great place. So, you know, I, I, I told him that if he wanted to do this, he needed to do it at that level because he would find out, you know, whether or not he really, really loved it. And uh, he's done a great job, and I'm very, very proud of him. I know I hear a lot of great things out there, you know, in terms of his work ethic and, and very uh, pleased with what he's done so far. And cannot wait to see him. I know me and, and Mom cannot wait to see him cross that stage with that college degree, which at the end of the day is the ultimate goal. Coach, one last question for me, and this is about Blake Anderson, uh, a guy that you're close to, uh, that's a very tight-knit coaching staff, and that guy has gone through so much tragedy in his personal life. It's it's really it's sad. It's nuts. But mm-hmm. what what's what's it been like trying to work with him and, and help him out, deal with what he's been going through, especially the last, gosh, 24, 36 months? You know, First, I will say this: You're in awe. You know, you, you, I'm in awe as a father, uh, as a husband, uh, as a man of God. I'm in awe of his strength. Um, he is one of the strongest human beings I've ever watched. You know, walk. You know, this in, in, this earth in terms of his ability to get up every day and put one foot in front of the other. Uh, I know it's not easy, and like you said, he, he, he there's times where he walks with the limp. And when I see that, I want to be the crutch. We all do individually for him. Uh, we want to help him carry that cross uh, and, and, and take the weight off of his shoulders. I mean, there's not a – every day I wake up and I try to find a way to make his life easier right now. Um, and because of, you know, because of the human he is and because of the man he is and father and head coach and, and uh, colleague to us and friend to us, um, he's special. And when you when you were – around a, a person like that, you're motivated way more by just wanting to do good for him. And, and, and that's what I am. You know, I, I want to I be the best I can to please him and to help him and his family the best way we can. Because bottom line is you do feel helpless sometimes, you know, when you're in a situation like we are. So all you can do is the best job possible for him and then be there to support him as much as possible. I'm trying to make his life as easy as possible and uh, so that he can you know, lead this team but also be there for his family and, and be there for himself. So, again, in absolute awe of his strength, it obviously you know, comes from you know, his belief in, in, in God and, and what he truly holds true to his heart and, and what he believes in. And um, every day, every single day, when I see him walk by my office and see you know him put one foot in front of the other, you know it just fires me up to to keep doing the best job I can for him and to keep becoming a better person. Hey, coach! Final question from me, and, and don't hang up because I asked this, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure you were a very hot commodity after the season was over, based on the great performance that you were able to put together with your squad. Uh, what was that process like, and what kept you at Utah State? Uh, man, um, it's never easy. I will say that, um, getting to the end of the year, having success and, um, you know, being called and, and, and asked about opportunities. Um, but I learned a long time ago that the more you give, the more you get back. And I felt 
personally that I was in a phenomenal situation as a as a young coordinator to still be able to learn from a phenomenal head coach and human being in Blake Anderson. I'm not one of these guys that's rushing to the next job. I want to be really, really good at what I'm currently doing. And Coach Anderson Blake gives me that. I know that I can always walk into his office and ask him a question about a coordinator, a personal situation, how to handle something, football scheme. The ability to walk in there and him to coach me through those things is means more than anything. And the lifestyle that he provides for us as a staff and for me as a family, I need. Uh, I'm the type of guy that will sit in here and grind and work really, really hard. And uh, he has been great for me in that light. Uh, and that means way more than a better job in terms of money or, you know, league or any of that. So for me, those things mattered more. And then when you look at Utah State, and you look at these 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 amazing young men who are in the locker room, you know, below, you know, floor down from me right now. It, it was it was it's special. You when you have a certain type of kid who is all in, who loves ball, who is not you know jaded or or lost in in what's you know what's really important. When you have kids that know what's important that are die hard all in. That's a special situation that you cannot just walk away from, and you got to covet and enjoy while you have, you know, while you have it. And then just the fan base, this place, Logan, uh, being in an environment that really loves ball, that buys into college football, and is so freaking supportive of what we do, uh, it is really unique. You don't see this across the country. I'm telling you, man. I've been around and seen lots of different places. Logan, Cache Valley. The people who love Utah State are different than the rest of the country. And I've seen the Blue Bloods. I've seen the in-betweens. I've been, you know, a lot of different places. It is a unique place that truly is special. And the, all those things, all those things that I'm talking about right now are what ultimately said, hey, this is where God wants me. This is where I need to be. Uh, this is where my family is happy. My wife is extremely happy. Uh, she's, she, she, her health has improved being here and all that says, Hey, be where your feet are, continue to do what you're doing, continue to pour into Logan cash Valley, coach a, these kids, the staff. And when it's time to move on, it'll be time, but the time is not now. We have way more to accomplish here. Well, coach, the feeling is mutual between Aggie nation and yourself as well. We love you. We love your family and crystal as well. Uh, it's good to have you here. (laughs) It really is. Uh, coach, thanks for your time. Greatly appreciate you. We Great stuff, the Coach. Best. We'll talk to you uh, later on in the spring. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys. Anything you ever need, I'm here. I don't care what it is. You guys do a phenomenal job, uh, you know, just being supportive and, and being here for us. Y'all do a great job uh, in what you do. So we love it here, and uh, we, we cannot wait to see everyone in this stadium that I'm staring at as I talk to you on the phone right now, uh, packed and, and ready to go for UConn. Let's do it. Coach, thanks for your time. Absolutely. See you guys. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Absolutely.